<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour, hosted by Gretchen Garrity. Yours truly, I feel like I always say yours truly, (laughs) every week, it's always me, people. Sometimes I have guests, right? I'll have like, usually my personal friends and family on here. Um, You guys know I just keep it really casual, lighthearted, fun. So that's why I always just like incorporating people in my personal life. And I feel like this podcast is kind of an extension of my vlogs and just my life. So Yeah, I don't know why I just thought about that, but if you didn't realize that's what was happening with my podcast episodes and guests and stuff, that's like usually what it's like. So if you're new, there's the gist, everyone. But basically, this week we are, we are, I am coming to you live. I guess it's not live. Like I'm recording and then this is going to go up after, but you know what I mean. Right now, (laughs) I'm recording in Pennsylvania at my lake house and... Yeah, we're going to get into that. That's like half of this episode, but I have just found such an appreciation for this place as I've grown up. It's so quaint and in nature. I should honestly, disclaimer, you might be able to hear birds chirping outside because we're just like in the middle of a forest, in the middle of nowhere. There's like a cow field out front. I'm literally recording in my bathing suit right now. Lake life, right? Um... It's just so relaxing, you guys, and like this morning, I did yoga outside on the porch, and it just feels so right. Like, my soul is just so happy here, and it's sad because I think about growing up and how I was such like a city girl and go, 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 and this place wasn't really fast-paced enough for me, but again, as I've kind of grown up, it's like, I don't know. I feel like because my life is so go, 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 I love coming here to unplug and kind of like be one with nature. It's like deep. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you guys have places that are so nostalgic and like meaningful to you and your family? Because that's definitely this place for me and my family. But yeah, we're going to get into all of that because I just wanted this episode to be about obviously guys we had to talk about Brody did you think we weren't going to talk about Brody I wanted to talk about just life so far with Brody because you guys know I just got a golden retriever puppy it's been like a week and a half now or almost two weeks that we've had him which is crazy because I feel like we picked him up yesterday but I also feel like I've known him his whole life or like I know him so well and he's been around for so long like I literally forget what it was like before I had a dog I know that sounds dumb because I've had him for a week and a half but like he's actually changed my life so I just wanted to talk about that and also being at my lake house and just more about it because I don't know if I've talked about it enough I know you guys maybe got a little taste of 
uh, talking about my lake house here in Pennsylvania when my mom was on the pod because I think we just talked about our lake house a bit in there and like our family and you know family members family dynamic kind of thing so yeah I just wanted to talk about that I guess the last like disclaimer is if you're listening to this and your initial reaction like gut reaction is like oh my gosh I can't believe she's traveling or you know like travel to her lake house kind of thing I guess my disclaimer I talked about that in the beginning of my vlog that I am filming while I'm here but oh gosh I hope you can't hear Teddy barking either I, I hear him barking but um I want you to know that like this lake house in Pennsylvania is literally in the middle of nowhere we don't interact with seriously anyone else ever like the closest grocery store or Starbucks is like a half an hour away okay and it was sitting here empty so like although you could say we I wouldn't call this traveling I would say we like got in our car and moved to a different destination where we're just staying so I wouldn't say that we're really like interacting with other people or you know contributing to the spread of coronavirus because I know we're living in a pandemic I don't want anyone to be upset with me I know people will be upset with me in my vlogs but like we're just doing the best we can it's like again my same little circle me Max my mom type of thing Brody daddy you know what I mean so it's okay we're good like yeah this house is empty so we just came here yeah not with anyone else cool okay just wanted to say that and yeah I wasn't even planning on saying that but I just didn't want you guys to be like oh she's traveling and not taking it seriously like no we are just know that so uh yeah also there's no I'll get into this but there's no wi-fi here so this episode this week is going to go up on my hotspot it's been working really good so far I can like stream like little yoga classes that I do on the porch like I said this morning um and have been like going on the internet through the hotspot on my phone so I hope I don't have any issues uploading watch I'm like saying this and this episode is gonna go like next week or like Monday or something because I can't get it up so yeah I hope that works out I'm pretty sure it will though I hope it's not like too difficult and yeah the birds are chirping the vibes are good this week's episode is gonna be fun Max is probably fishing can I give you a little quick story time of yesterday morning Okay, so Max really likes fishing, has been having fun here fishing. I like that we're on, like, I don't even know how to describe this place, you guys. It's just so old school. Like, I guess that's how you could describe it. This lake is super tiny. You can swim across and back in, like, maybe 20 minutes. I don't know. And there's no motor boats allowed. I think there's some, like, kind of pontoon boats, but they're, like, electric. Yeah, there's definitely no motor boats allowed. Um... It's, I would say people that live here year-round are definitely older, like retired, like it's just very quiet and peaceful and anything that kind of disrupts that people get really upset about. So yeah, just setting the scene. Um, I don't know why I, I just said that because I was just thinking of Max going out on a boat. Anyway, so he's been going out on our canoe, fishing, having fun. He never keeps them or we don't need them, anything like that. He just catches them for fun and sets them free, but yesterday morning he went out on the canoe he went up got up like bright and early so usually I would say in the morning and evening the lake is so still like it literally looks like glass and it's just so peaceful and so nice and not windy or anything like that I'm foreshadowing so he goes out in the canoe and it's so calm and he literally paddles to maybe the farthest part of the lake like he's going all around he's literally at the opposite end and the wind starts picking up and he's like uh oh like I should probably head back 
And so he starts trying to come back, but it's only him in the canoe. Like, it's only one person paddling. And he's like, I was paddling and staying in the same place. <laughs> like, I knew I was just stranded and I had no hope. And so thank goodness he had his phone or I don't know. That would have just been bad. And so he FaceTimes me. He's like, uh, Gretchen, I'm sort of in a situation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. So I was like, all right, you can walk up. You can walk back like along the lake. Like, no big deal. You could have a fun hike, you know, see you in 20 minutes. And he was like, no, I didn't. I don't have any shoes with me. Like, he didn't have shoes because he was in the boat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you were going to like cut your foot open like trekking back through the woods (laughs) if you try to come back to the cottage you're probably lost you probably don't even know which way to go I'm like stay where you are I'm gonna come rescue you so I had to go find him and he had to leave the canoe at um a dock of one of the people's houses cottages on our lake luckily we know them we tried calling them to be like hey like this happened the canoe we just had to leave at your dock but I think they're out of town this weekend anyway so that was just really funny yesterday I thought I could start this off with a funny story but I rescued him we have to go get the canoe today because it was so windy yesterday and yeah Max probably will just be fishing from the dock from now on or only going out in the canoe and it's really really still so yeah I just thought that was funny but you guys know I always talk about what I'm happy about and like a fun little quote or idea or anything like that so what I'm happy about this week, I'm sure you can't guess, I'm sure you're gonna all be shocked, (laughs) but I'm just so happy to have my puppy be with me and Max, well our puppy, and be here at my lake house because like I started to kind of mention this place is just like so special and sentimental and I love it here so much and it's such a good place for dogs like out in nature, like dogs just love it here, they can just run through the woods and swim in the lake and play with each other and like I don't know, it's such a good place for dogs so Teddy and Brody are definitely bonding you guys, they're playing a lot more now, I feel like Teddy at first was like this little puppy is not for me, he's taking all the attention, like wasn't about it at first but now they're playing a lot more and I feel like Brody just looks up to him so much he follows him around and I feel like likes Teddy so much more than Teddy likes Brody but yeah so I'm just so happy that we can all be here together and be with our puppies and good vibes good times you know so that brings me to my happy I guess idea I wasn't trying to like find a quote about this because this is just kind of an idea or like a value instilled in my mind and this would probably make a lot of sense to you again if you listen to that episode with my mom because at the I think towards the end of the podcast I asked her what was the best lesson that you taught Lucy and I and she said a couple things she was like you know love of animals and is super big in our family, definitely. And she was like, just how important family is and like family above everything. So I have that down in my notes here. Family above everything. Because I guess maybe it's, I don't know, different for your situation or your family or however it is. I know, you know, things can happen with family dynamics or relationships, stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, say you don't, I don't know, because I just don't want to offend anyone. I know it can get tough with family situations sometimes but maybe if it's not your whole family maybe it's just a member of your family that you're really close to or whatever it is luckily for me I think most of our family gets along pretty well um you know there's always tense family situations and times but I think at the end of the day at least in my family how it is like you know that family is always going to be there for you and uh, it's just like so great to be with my mom and my sister again and 
yeah, I don't know, this place even more just like instills the family dynamic importance in me and for all of us because you can't be distracted, I was going to say distracted, you can't be distracted by TVs or internet or, you know, that type of stuff. Like you just spend so much quality time with one another. That's really what it comes down to. Like this place it like allows for so much quality time to be spent and playing cards or um, playing board games like I'll get into all of that or cooking or just chatting on the back porch and it's so nice so yeah that's kind of my um, just happy idea this week and maybe it will remind you how important family is but I also think that's kind of a, a nice silver lining of you know the pandemic that we're living through is although how horrible it is you guys know how I am like even in the darkest situations not to bring up my dad passing away last year because I'll probably cry but I and you know in like situations like that other pandemic it's like all right this is just really bad it is detrimental it is killing so many people and it's so awful and it's so heartbreaking and in the situation of losing my dad it's like and the pandemic it's like how is there a silver lining to this like how and sometimes you're like okay there's not sometimes for lack of a better phrase shit just happens and I remember talking with a pastor after my dad passed away and I think he literally said something up he probably didn't say shit just happens but he was like sometimes things don't happen for a reason or don't have a silver lining like things just happen and the world has to go on like kind of thing I don't want to be like butchering what I'm saying here, but I don't know if you guys kind of understand what I'm saying, but the type of person I am is to like force myself to find silver linings. So with my dad passing away, it was, okay, I rephrase it in my head. Although I lost my dad at 22 and lost him way younger than I ever could imagine. He was my best friend, my everything, like literally taught me everything. Wow. Now we're like talking about this again, but I rephrase it as I got to have the best dad for the first 22 years of my life. Some people never meet their dad. Some people lose their dad at a way younger age. Some people have, you know, a really bad relationship or no relationship with their father. I am so lucky for that. And I'm so lucky. Silver lining is how close I am with my family. We can all lean on one another and grieve together, like things like that. So I guess I'm drawing parallels here, but in my mind, in the case of the pandemic, a silver lining you could maybe find, or maybe it doesn't apply to you. However, I guess for me and my family does the silver lining would be just people being home more and being around one another um, for just family time and that quality time that you don't get as much when everyone's at their nine to five jobs and not home together. So yeah, I don't know why I just started thinking about that, but family over everything, people, they'll always be there for you. And I don't know, I'm sure there's so many quotes about that, but that's just how it is. I guess in my family, in my mind, I just don't want to offend anyone. You guys know how I am. I'm never trying to offend anyone. If it's like different in your family, um, I obviously don't know your situation. So yeah, I just, in my case, and I would say, and maybe that applies to a lot of people. All right, now to get into life so far with Brody. So it's so interesting, you guys, because last week's episode was all about Brody. You guys know my golden retriever. If you miss that episode, I would definitely recommend listening to last week's episode because then Max and I basically just talked about our whole journey wanting a golden retriever, trying to adopt and rescue for literally a year, 
coming up with nothing, eventually going with an ethical breeder, um, just our whole process. So I would definitely recommend listening to that because you hear way more in depth everything that's going on and maybe you could see where I'm coming from instead of, you know, initially, again, like having your gut reaction of being angry or upset with me or yelling at me, adopt, don't shop when you don't really know the situation. So I'm really happy I was able to kind of discuss and have that whole conversation with everyone because you know and like I just feel so grateful that I have this platform like this podcast that I can you know long form talk for an hour because I feel like it's so hard um like really like personal you know decisions in your life to talk about on YouTube sometimes or it's just so easy for people to quickly judge so yeah I just feel very lucky that I was able to talk about that and I think and made everyone understand where I was coming from a lot more um anyway enough about that that was last week's episode but it's funny because we recorded it the day before we got him so we were talking about you know the journey up to getting him and what we thought it would be like but we didn't really know yet because we were picking him up the next day and I was saying in the episode how it was like Christmas Eve so now that I've had him for like a week and a half I'm like okay I actually's here you know I actually have him now and I can tell you guys just how life has been how he's changed my life. I know some of you are probably like rolling your eyes like, Gretchen, come on, it's been a week and a half. But seriously, like he seriously has. I know it and I know that he will continue to. So basically, life has been good. It's been great. I love him so much. He literally is my little bundle of joy, you guys. Max and I wake up in the morning, like we spring out of bed. We're just so excited to see him. We like hate the fact that he can't sleep with us and sleeps in the crate, but that's just a personal decision we made for him to crate train him. We just think that's best and, you know, read a lot about it and people have their different opinions and ideas about where puppies should sleep or if you should crate train them or not, but we just thought it would be best because it becomes their little you know, home, their den, their safe space, especially if you ever have to leave or leave them at home. And if they're not really like house trained or potty trained yet, you know, they'll be safe in there and they won't get into anything that will harm them. Or if they're ever left with someone else, you know, for a day or a night or weekend and they can sleep in there. I don't know. I just thought it made a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. But basically, we get so sad when he has to go in there because I'm, like, looking at his crate right now in our bedroom, like, smiling because we just always want to be with him, obviously. And he, like, sleeps in there and I feel like I wake up so much and I just check on him and see how he's doing and, you know, want to take him out and play with him. But I actually read a comment on my last vlog that was like, Gretchen, when he's sleeping, you need to let him sleep kind of undisrupted. Like, you're going to mess up his growth or his, I don't know, his, now I'm messing it up his not production his why can't I think of the word his growth his progression as a puppy into an adult if you keep waking up when he sleeps like they're like they sleep so much because they're growing at such a fast rate like they need to which makes a lot of sense so yeah I'm trying to keep my hands off of him a little more when he's sleeping but I always just want to cuddle with him and pet him and he is just the best puppy he's so loving he's so sweet our breeder I just feel like we went with for so many reasons obviously like ethical um in Maine we knew a lot of dogs that um like Max's family friends had from the breeder had such good experiences and they're like these dogs are so calm they're such good tempered dogs are good have a good yeah temperament I guess is a word um like personality they're just so sweet and yeah that's like exactly how he is it's honestly not even been as hard as I thought because he's just a sweet angel puppy like everyone that meets him is just like oh my gosh he's so good like 
we've never met a puppy this, you know, nice and good. And I, I keep waiting for the energy to come in him to get really crazy. And he does have times of like spurts of energy and he's running around and barking and biting and definitely the teething is kind of ramping up because I know he's teething and it hurts his gums and so they want to bite and chew on everything so we're just like really careful with that and adamant on giving him his toys to chew on so that he's not chewing anything that won't be good for him or chewing up our shoes or anything like that so yeah I feel like I'm (laughs) talking like about so much right now but He's been amazing, you guys. We just love him so much. I think what I was saying is Max and I, when I first started saying, like, spring out of bed in the morning because we can't wait to be with him. And it, it, it seriously is. Like, Christmas morning, every morning we open the crate. And it's just, like, he brings us so much joy. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I'm smiling ear to ear right now. And he comes. I could cry. <laughs> I'm, like, crazy over here. I'm just so emotional because he means so much to me. And he comes out of the crate. He wanders out. And he's all sleepy. And we pick him up. And he smells like a sleepy little puppy. Oh, my gosh. He has a puppy smell. He smells so good. And he's just such a sweetheart. He's such an angel. He's already so attached to Max and I, which I, like, love. But, obviously, I want him to be independent and stuff. We have noticed, though, that especially in the week and a half that we have had him, his independence has grown a lot. Like, he will be more okay like in the next room where we can see him farther away from us chewing on a toy hanging out by himself laying down farther away from us where before we felt like he always had to be right next to us touching us kind of thing like he was even more attached so don't worry it's not like we're only letting him be with us and he's gonna be like codependent or anything like that but I know that uh I mean all dogs you know bond with their owners so much and just like protect them and love them so much and it's just like so amazing to finally have a dog that's all ours on our own like I've never had my own dog I've you know always had dogs but they're like my parents dogs like family dogs so having your own dog after that is just like an even better experience I don't know how to describe it and it's not easy I'm not going to sugarcoat it it's not like so easy and all butterflies and rainbows like there's obviously difficult parts crate training is really difficult um actually I wouldn't even say really difficult I would say it's difficult I would say it's challenging but you can do it you just have to be really persistent consistent I'm having deja vu I feel like I said that in a vlog but I thought that he would just cry through the first night no matter what and Max slept next to his crate like out front of it on the ground and he slept so much more peacefully that way it was way less anxious less whiny and barking and he still we kind of have to like console him to sleep every time we put him in there because he'll get all stressed and anxious but I think it's definitely less than it used to be like he's getting more used to it and I know that although he hates going in there in the beginning he'll appreciate it one day having his home face his little den and there's been a couple times where we try to leave the door open so if we're you know in the bedroom where he can go in and out like he can feel like it's a safe place that he can just nap in and sometimes he'll wander in and nap in there and we're like oh my gosh this is like the most rewarding thing like the best thing we know that it's working because he just loves it in there well not when we first put him in there and he wants to be out with us but he eventually you know warms up to it and sleeps so well in there and we'll give him treats in there to reinforce him being in his crate and everything like that I feel like I've just been talking about 
crate training so much. Interrupting in here super quick, you guys, to tell you about Daily Harvest. So if you didn't know, I would say I'm pretty health conscious. I'm always just trying to be mindful of what I eat, even my quickest meals. So that is why I love Daily Harvest so much. They deliver food you want to eat but don't have the time to make right to your door. I love getting the grain bowls, the smoothies, and the soups. My favorite of all time definitely have to be the mint and cacao smoothie, if you guys remember. That is like my number one. It tastes so good. And the butternut squash soup, they are literally so yummy. I love that Daily Harvest makes it easy to eat more fruits and vegetables with their thoughtfully sourced chef-crafted foods that can be prepared in five minutes or less. And usually I feel like for me, it only takes like two or three minutes. I'm pretty quick. They work directly with farms to harvest organic fruits and vegetables at their peak and freeze them within 24 hours to lock in their nutrients. So everything stays fresh until you're ready to enjoy it and you can choose from over 65 options of smoothies, hearty soups, harvest bowls, and overnight oats. Each recipe takes one step to prepare with room to make it your own. You can add your favorite milk to blend up a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl to top it with an avocado or a fried egg and I feel like I always personally love adding a little avocado. If you guys haven't tried out Daily Harvest before, you totally should. So you can go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code happy hour to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code happy hour for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com and now let's get back into the episode let's talk about how he's changed my life okay (laughs) I just feel like I am so present with him I mean you really have to be because a tiny little puppy I can't even believe that he's nine weeks now I cried when he was nine weeks because I wanted him to be eight weeks forever but an eight week nine week old puppy they're so little, they have to go to the bathroom so much, they have a tiny stomach, a tiny bladder, you know, they can get into things that aren't good for them so easily, like, you always have to be watching them, so, yeah, I'm so present, because I'm always having an eye on him, or, um, just anything that I'm doing, like, recording this podcast, for example, or, like, posting a YouTube video, editing a video, I just have to be so purposeful when I'm doing things, like, planning it when he's napping, or when Max is with him, I was going to say taking him on a walk, trying to take him on a walk. He's still learning because he's such a little puppy, things like that. So I think just being so intentional when I'm doing things, how I'm doing things, like feels so nice and like really putting someone else before yourself because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know a time in my life that I've really had to do that before. I mean, that sounds really selfish. I'm sure there's times where I've put the interests of like my family members, my sister, a friend, ahead of my own and done things for them and you should and like you know serving your friends and family in your life can be one of the most like fulfilling purposeful things so I love doing that I know Max and I have talked about like our love language now I'm just thinking about this but um like our love languages or how you love that type of thing and like acts of service I feel like is up there for both of us because it's more than just like saying like I love you you mean a lot to me like to our friends family partners whoever it is but showing them by doing things for them is like I mean I guess at least for us shows so much like when I this isn't gonna sound funny but for Max and I specifically when it's been a long day or I've had like a long night um and I'm editing a video late or you know putting up whatever late like if I'm working late kind of thing if I come to our bedroom and my pajamas are folded and he put out our toothbrush with our toothpaste like it just means so much and I'm like oh you're the best and there's like a big water bottle or big yeah my um hydro flask in my nightstand filled with ice water like all the little things I'm just like oh like you care so much and it means so much and I feel like we just do little things like that for each other like I well I know that sounds so funny set up our toothbrushes with our toothpaste or set out like flossers or like fold our towels like if 
um, or fold our laundry. That's what I was thinking of. Um, or like put away his clothes. I'm just thinking of all these little like acts of service things. So how did I get sidetracked into <laughs> talking about this? Putting someone else before yourself. So obviously having a dog, a puppy, uh, they just rely on you 100%. And I think I have those realizations where I'm like, whoa. And I think before getting a puppy, it really stressed me out. And I'd have moments of like, am I really ready? Like, am I ready for this huge responsibility? Because it is, it's a huge responsibility. And am I ready to, yeah, just like devote, I mean, especially when they're puppies, like your whole day to taking care of them, um, feeding them taking them out because you really have to take them out every like half an hour hour like when they're so little every time they play is a good time to take them out right after when they eat you take them out right after when they wake up you take them out right after I forget where me and Max are reading I think after our vet our veterinarian was telling us he does this thing where it's called double dipping and so now we do this with Brody and maybe he just calls it double dipping we double dip in the morning and in the evening we take them out the second we wake up because he's obviously just been in the crate for maybe like three hours. He can hold it, you guys, for like three, four, even five hours now, which we're so, so shocked about in the crate. I think he just knocks out so well. He sleeps so well that um, he actually is going out way less in the night than he used to. Now it's like one or two times. And I would say in the beginning, maybe like three or four, just because they're so tiny. But we double dip what I was saying. In the morning, we take him out right away. And then we feed him and then we take him out again. Because they'll probably go again. Because they just say again at night, we feed him, take him out, and then right before bed, take him out again. So yeah, it's kind of just what works for us. And I think just this time around, knowing what raising a puppy, training a puppy is like, because I've grown up with three puppies at three different times, I was just ready and fully had um, realistic expectations of how much time it would take. And I was like, all right, when we get Brody, like my main thing during the day and like my, you know, my main thing that I'm going to be doing is taking care of him because it is like a full day job especially in the beginning and you know with Max and I splitting up the responsibilities it helps a ton and I know it would be a lot more challenging if I was on my own with him um but still it's just it's a lot it's exhausting but it is like so so worth it and I would say we split up the responsibilities but a lot of times we just do them together like if he's gonna go out potty like the other one of us wants to come because it's just like we don't want to miss a moment with him and yeah I could just get emotional he just means so much to me I just love him so much and I think just the anticipation of wanting a golden retriever puppy for over a year has made it just like so rewarding and worth it he's just such an angel and we love him so much and oh, there's just like nothing better you guys when I'm holding him and he'll like put his chin up on my chest or my neck or just like nuzzle into me and I'm like you are gonna make your mama cry and I talked about it in a vlog or I showed it and someone commented there like I think that's like a golden retriever thing because my like four-year-old golden retriever will still do that and they're just like the best dogs they're like so friendly and so cute and so sweet and cuddly and fluffy and Again, it's not always butterflies and rainbows. I don't want to have, like, give you guys realistic, unrealistic expectations because he will start biting us or scratching us or stuff like that. But you just have to be, you know, again, really, like, consistent with giving them their toys or he'll bark or whine in the crate. But um, it's just, like, on us to console him, tell him we're right here, we love him, it's bedtime, that kind of thing. And he'll fall asleep and... Yeah, we've been working on training already. Sit is a work in progress. He like pretty much knows his name. Come is also a work in progress. Things like that. I'm sure we would 
you know, discuss or consider getting a trainer at some point just to work on really solidifying his skills because I obviously want a dog that's really like obedient and trained just in every situation. I feel like that's just the best thing for them. And I feel like other people get really upset if people aren't doing a good enough job training their dog, training their dog. So we're trying and doing our best with that as well. Again, that's not easy. That can be difficult, but you just have to be really consistent. That's the thing, you guys. Consistency, really patient with them, really sweet with them. I'm sure you guys can tell, but Max and I are the most like loving, gentle people that we would never really like yell at him or, oh my gosh, like I can't when people train their dogs like really aggressively or like hit them or anything like that. Oh my gosh, like I literally have chills. Like I could never do anything like that. So I think we are our mantra our (laughs) way of training him is really like rewarding the good behavior and kind of ignoring or like turning away when he does something we don't we don't like because they want your validation so much and your affection that if he's like biting us and we turn around he'll like start to realize that that's not okay kind of thing so I don't know that's kind of what we've been doing about that I'm kind of like talking about everything here but yeah I think Max and I have also had to had to have been we've learned to be even better I guess it's a good way of saying it in the past week and a half learned to be even better with communication on because it's more than just each other and our feelings and our relationship and our lives now it's like this mutual love that we have for this little being and I think that was something that I was so excited about with Max is like fully just loving something like so much but equally caring about it and loving it so much like that's so fun to share together in a relationship um and it has been I knew it would be it's been exactly that but again we just have to be better with communication on where he is what he's doing um when he was last fed if he needs to be fed if he's hungry if he needs to go out when was his last potty break everything like that like I said before it really is a big responsibility and I think another really I think a challenging thing, but also rewarding, um, like a really nice result of having a puppy is getting on a schedule because again, it makes me that much more intentional. Like, okay, I have this hour block where I can record this podcast kind of thing. So it makes me a lot more efficient with him because I have more in my schedule. I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely the type of person that the more I have in my day, kind of um, how I can puzzle it all together makes me a lot more efficient. Whereas if I have a lot of free time, I feel like I just kind of get lazy and end up doing nothing I don't know so it's just been really good for me personally and yeah I kind of just wanted to talk about crate training which I did um potty training has also been not as difficult as I thought I'm literally knocking on wood right now because I hear when people say things like they can kind of regress and have really good um improvements in the beginning with training and then kind of go back and resist it and not be good so again you just have to be really patient but potty training hasn't been that bad again we're just so good at taking him out so much I think when Max and I were on the cape with his sister Chase we were like wow like he's so good he barely has any potty accidents inside and she's like well you take him out every half an hour so I'm guessing that's why so I think you know pat on our back I think we're just really good at taking him out so much and I said this in a vlog but anytime he does pee inside like we're like okay that is our fault like this is like a max gretchen accident not a brody accident because 
clearly we just were oh my gosh like we blinked and we just fed him 10 minutes ago and he peed inside and you know his bladder's full like he can't hold it and we just didn't we forgot to take him out because we just took him out before whatever anything like that so yeah potty training hasn't been too bad um I think in a vlog or a podcast I was like yeah it's only been number one so far woo like no number two he has a number two accents but they really haven't been that bad he's only a little puppy so yeah, I mean, that hasn't been as difficult as I thought, but again, that's something you just have to be really adamant on. We've been trying to bell train him. To be completely honest and full honesty <laughs> disclosure, I don't know if the bell training is working with him, you guys. Our dogs before have always been bell trained. I don't know if my dad was just like a miracle worker with that and my mom of bell training them because Teddy, my great team before Ozzy and our great team before Lex were just so good with that. Like they would always hit the bell when they would have to go out and it was such a easy way as an owner to be like, oh, okay, I need to take him out now. So we've been trying to bell train Brody. We make sure we hit his paw with the bell every time we're going out and we're like, come on, go potty Brody. But I really don't know if it's working. But we have noticed what he started to do. So maybe the bell training isn't working. When he needs to go out, he'll go sit by the door. Because I think he realizes, like, okay, the door I'm noticing is where we go every time I go to the bathroom outside. But I don't know about the bell training. So if you guys have tips, you guys know the best way to comment about these episodes. Because there's no comments on podcasts. Would be to comment on my happy hour podcast instagram like the last post about this episode you can comment on there if you're like hey you're doing this wrong with bell training try this that's like the best way to give me feedback um but yeah that's been potty training eating guys this is so interesting because i think with our puppies in the past it's always been very like okay three times a day at this time or it ends up being two times a day when they're older type of thing this much food like very structured and then when he picked up Brody, our breeder was like, oh no, just always make sure he has food in his bowl. And I was like, well, how many times a day does he eat? And she's like, he'll decide like whenever he's hungry. And I'm like, well, how, how much food? And she's like, well, whenever the bowl's empty, just put some more food in it. If it's full, don't put any more food in it. He can just graze, eat whenever he wants. And I'm honestly, to be honest, I'm so shocked that he can do that as a puppy because maybe because that's how he's been brought up so far before we got him. But I feel like my dogs in the past would get food and scarf it down immediately. So I don't know. This is kind of nice that he grazes already. And um, I don't know. I just feel like it's nice because he'll continue to do that into adulthood. And it's not like, okay, like really, I don't know, stressful. Like we have to feed him at 8 a.m., 12 p.m. and like 6 p.m. kind of thing. So he just kind of eats whenever he wants. I feel like it usually ends up being around three times a day when he wanders over there and now he's definitely eating more we're noticing as he's getting bigger like this morning he scarfed down like two scoops of food or three scoops we were like whoa buddy that was so quick so we're trying to get him to slow down I know people were recommending um one of those like maize feeder bowls for them because it like forces them to slow down so maybe we'll get one of those because I feel like he didn't eat really quick in the beginning but now maybe he is just because he's getting bigger and growing more so that's on Brody's eating um playing he's definitely getting more playful more energy as he gets older like at first when we got him I was like Max I think he's like half kitten like he literally is a cat he sleeps like all day but he definitely is getting more energetic he'll run around with us he'll bark oh my gosh I love his little bark um again he's teething so playing is usually him like biting on his toys so we always try to give him his toys we do I think you might have just heard Teddy bark. He's outside. I heard him bark. But we give him treats very sparingly. Like, seriously, maybe one every couple days or, like, 
two, but like at the most. And I thought that we'd have to like, I don't know why I thought we'd be giving him treats way more, but we do it very mm, infrequently. Like when he's being really good in his crate kind of thing. That's kind of it because we just want to reinforce that behavior or um, we'll give him a treat when we're teaching him how to sit, that kind of thing. Teething, I already talked about how now his little teeth, I feel like at first they weren't that sharp. Now I feel like they're getting sharp like razors. We're like, oh my gosh, those little teeth are sharp. So again, just being really good with the toys. A good tip that we got is putting his little teething bone in the freezer because it's cold and it feels good for them. So that's something we like doing with a little pro tip sleeping. I feel like he's been better than I could have imagined. So that's actually been going really well. Sometimes it can get kind of tiring or frustrating consoling him to sleep, especially in the beginning, if we'd be taking him out three times a night, every time we'd put him back in the crate, he would get all anxious, like kind of scratch at the walls, whine again. And we're like, Brody, it's okay. Go back to sleep. You were just sleeping so peacefully in there. You love it in there. It's your home. So yeah, especially taking him out less, consoling him back to sleep less has been nice, but he's been such a good little sleeper. We had our first vet appointment this week and he did such a good job, you guys. We actually had to wait in the car when they brought him in, which we were like sad about at first. But we're like, obviously this is just the safest thing right now with the pandemic. So um, we literally just handed him through the window. I was like, here, take him. And it was probably like 20, 30 minutes later, they brought him back out. We got to chat with the vet like through the car window, um, which is just funny that that's the way our first vet appointment went with him. But obviously during the pandemic, that's just how it is in my area. I don't know if you guys can go into your vets now, but at our vet, it's like curbside service type of thing. So it was really nice to be able to talk with our vet and kind of ease any of our worries about things, um, like concerns we had, which were pretty much none. Um, one I will talk about in a moment, but one funny thing from the vet, you guys, is like he's so chill. He's such an angel. Like I say, like everyone he meets is just like, oh my gosh, he's so like calm and sweet. And we were like, how did, because we knew he had to get vaccina- vaccinations or like shots. We're like, how did they go? Was he really nervous? Like that's one reason Max and I were kind of being just, we're like, oh, we want to be in there with him to console him, like pet him, hold his little paws if he's getting his shots, like if he doesn't like them. And they were like, oh my gosh, he like didn't even notice he was getting them. He was like basically asleep. He didn't care. They're like, we want to keep him. He's so great. So I just thought that was funny. But one concern we had was, and everyone told us this, obviously we knew as um, puppy owners and so guys like you have no idea how much how much research I've done before getting him so I knew that with being partially vaccinated not being done with all his vaccinations yet that they are at risk of getting like parvovirus of getting other sickness from dogs that have it so basically when they're a really little puppy you can't bring them to sorry if you hear Teddy barking I hear him barking I, I keep saying that but you can't bring them to a dog park where there would be a lot of like dog pee and poop around. I was reading that it's, I think the only way it can be communicated is through, um, I was about to say like really like scientific terms, feces, urine, their poo, their pee, um, throw up, that kind of thing. Sorry to like be gross, but that's how they can get it from other dogs. So you don't want to go to a dog park, places where there's lots of other dog pee and poop or other dogs around. Um, Yeah, I guess just like high traffic areas of other dogs or even this is something I didn't think about um, and I can like fully, I don't know, I guess admit to this mistake or maybe it can help you guys. But when we came to my lake house, 
about Brody, I was like, oh yeah, he can swim, like no problem, whatever. But I didn't think about germs or, you know, sicknesses that he could catch from the water. So yeah, these are just really, I guess, important things to think about when um, having a puppy and talking to your vet and everything like that. So now I guess he's like halfway through his vaccinations of all these things that they're vaccinated against. I know next time he starts with rabies, Lyme, that whole thing. Um, but this kind of thing, it's tough, especially if you're on like a long car ride and they need to go out every hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is. I'm like, well, he needs to go somewhere. And I feel like any rest stop, there's going to be, you know, dogs that have gone there. So like, what do we do? And I talked about it in a, a most recent video and actually a one good constructive comment I got was like, you really should get a, like a little portable grass area that you couldn't bring around with them when they were puppies so they can go on there and you know no other dogs have been there so that's really smart something that I wish we already had and we'll probably get but um people were like oh at like a gas station just find a patch of grass that should be fine but that's like exactly what I was worrying about at a rest area so we would always just kind of find try to find a spot that was um maybe farther away from like main areas or a spot where like other dogs haven't been but it gets difficult and you just want to do what's best for them and I mean, Max and I actually both live on a cul-de-sac, and so we felt pretty safe, like, walking around there, but it gets, I don't know, stressful as a little puppy parent, because you don't want to have them catch any sickness, and obviously just want to take the best care of them as possible, so I feel like we were almost worrying more, but it was like, he's okay, it's fine, um, obviously no dog parks, I wouldn't have him, like, walk around PetSmart, but another thing is him and our breeder was like, you know, he's so little, literally if you're going anywhere of like high traffic and like other dogs like in town whatever throw him in a tote bag because he's little and he fits and then he's up off the ground and he's not oh my gosh is that teddy coming in my room right now i feel like i just heard his paw oh it's it's max and bro okay i was just talking about how basically when we're going in places of high traffic breeder and bet was like you could just throw him in a tote bag, like, when he's this little, obviously, he can't fit for that long, but when he's a little puppy, just get him up off the ground, safe, that kind of thing, but then I, like, post a picture on Instagram, and some people were upset with me, you guys, they were like, a dog does not belong in that tote bag, like, let him be free, but, like, I was purely doing it for a safety reason, because we were, like, in kind of a crowded area, so that's why he was in the bag and it made for a really cute Instagram picture so no one get mad at me that was like purely for his safety um and because it was really cute and he's only gonna fit there for like a week but yeah that's kind of something that's been stressful having a little puppy and I feel like everyone is so concerned and I'm like we are doing the best we can like don't worry we're I mean I was gonna say keeping away from other dogs but uh, keeping him away from Teddy was kind of unavoidable, so I think we're all good there, though. Like, obviously, Teddy is up to date on all of his shots, everything. Like, he's all healthy and good, so yeah. I mean, obviously, sometimes when you get a puppy, you already have a dog, so they're going to be around each other. It's not like they're not going to be, but I think the biggest threat is just other dogs that maybe aren't up to date on their vaccinations or have an illness that they could pass to your puppy that could be really detrimental to them, obviously, so yeah oh my gosh I've been talking about Brody for so long you guys but oh I think that's just what I want to talk about having a puppy so far life has been amazing wonderful spectacular show-stopping love him so much didn't know that my heart could love a little fluff ball so much this is funny I don't know if this is like too far if you guys are gonna be like all right enough but to be honest again in full disclosure I said to Max 
maybe on like the way home getting him or something like when he's just so fluffy and sleeping on me and being so sweet I'm like how am I supposed to love a human baby more than this little fur baby because I don't know if I'm gonna (laughs) that's is that really messed up to say I'm sure I'll love my child one day but like a little fluffy puppy like he's so soft and cute and sweet like are human babies that soft and cute and sweet? I guess I don't know because I don't have one. And probably one day I'll have a child and look back at this and be like, oh my gosh, like obviously I like my daughter's son more than a little furry puppy. But I'm like, I don't know how I can because he is just it. He's like the best over here. So yeah, enough about Brody. I know you guys are probably like, oh my gosh, enough. So transitioning, let's talk about my lake house. I know I talked about it a little bit here, so I won't go on for too long. I know this is probably getting long enough. But little backstory, if you're like, where is it? What's going on? What's the situation? So we are in literally the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. I was going to like not say the town, but I guess I've been tagging at my Instagram. It's called Brackney, Pennsylvania. Probably none of you have ever heard of it before. Um, It is like five minutes from the border of New York State. So it's technically Pennsylvania, but like just barely and it's only like two and a half hours from Albany where I grew up so it was like a good distance and the reason um it's here I'm like explaining this so confusingly but basically it's from my mom's side of the family and her grandpa bought this lake house in like the 30s and my mom grew up in Binghamton New York so it's that's only like 30 minutes from this lake house so it was so close she would like summer here as a kid with her whole family and she just has like the best kind of like I do nostalgic memories being here like she loves it so much her siblings love it so much like this lake house is just like a gem in our family and like so meaningful so yeah this house has got to be like 200 years old you guys like it really like I don't know other how any other way to explain it like I think when we tell people like we're going to our lake house we're like okay think less like Hamptons like you know I'm kidding like really nice modern lake house like it is like really old school like there's one of those old-fashioned telephones I mean it doesn't work anymore but like on the staircase where you hold one part to your ear or your mouth and talk or yeah you talk into the part on the wall and you hold the part to your ear like it is really old school I'm looking I'm in the bedroom right now that we call the grandpa room this is like the master bedroom upstairs um I'm looking on the wall there's a oh I wish I could see the the year I think it must be 1920 something and it's the graduating class of Brown University because my mom's grandpa went to Brown which is really funny because you guys know Max went to Brown and got his undergrad there so it's just like so special but I'm looking at this class photo obviously it's black and white it's from like the 1920s and yeah that's just basically like the vibe of this house everything everything is so like quaint and old-fashioned and I feel like growing up Lucy and I would be like oh like the lake is like dirty or there's bugs everywhere or it's so old or we want like air conditioning or wi-fi or tvs or that type of thing but I feel like you just come to appreciate just how quaint it is I keep saying quaint and like what an escape it is and just like really unplugging and like how nice that is for your soul and your mind and it's just like so amazing here so anyway my mom's grandpa bought it like I said so then between his children like my 
mom's mom, my grandma, and her three siblings, it kind of has gotten split up that way. So it started off with just like their family, but then obviously their kids have kids, their kids have kids. So now it's like split up between our family and um, basically how it works is my mom and her brother and sister always have a month in the summer. Like they own like 50% of the house. So then between um, Lucy and me and my cousin Mandy and her brother Randall, my cousins Mandy and Randall, the four of us will always have 50% kind of thing. And then cousins like buy each other out, stuff like that happens. So yeah, basically this like house is shared um, between our family in that way. I don't know if you guys have like family cottages or anything like that that you share, but I don't know if that, I don't know why I said that, if that was like interesting, if you were, yeah, just interested to know more about it. But like I said, there is no Wi-Fi, So that means lots of hotspot. That's honestly so bad. You guys, before hotspots were a thing, like growing up, like we just had no option and there was just no Wi-Fi, and you physically had to unplug. Also, that's interesting to mention how now we have phone service. So like I can use a hotspot on my phone, but growing up, there was literally no cell tower here, no cell service. Like it was just the middle of nowhere and you just had to deal. Uh, but I think in maybe like five, ten years ago, I don't know, in the past however many years, at one point, maybe in like my older childhood, because I remember being young and like having a phone and it not working, but maybe like in high school at some point, I don't know, a cell tower went up not too far away, so now we have pretty good cell service here, so I can have a hotspot, but it, you know what, it was probably better without the hotspot anyway, um, but it's just nice because it allows me to still, you know, like post a podcast here, post a YouTube video, so yeah, there's still no TVs, there's no air conditioning, there's no heat there. This is interesting to know. There is like no three, I don't know what it's called, like three prong plugs. Like all of them are really old fashioned two prong ones. There's literally one in what we call the girls room here where my mom stays. She just loves the girls room. It's so nice in there. It has one of those window seats and there's like one plug in there. So that's how I always have to charge my computer because it's like the three prong plug or whatever. Um... I guess I should go through all the bedroom names. It's so funny how, because this place is obviously just like so historic in our family and I don't know how these bedrooms all got their names, but they did. I mean, I'm sure I could guess. So there's five bedrooms upstairs and the one I'm in right now, I think I said this like the master bedroom. This is called the grandpa room. And then to my left, like looking down the hall, it's just like a long skinny hallway. To the left, we have the aunt Lena room or aunt Lena, I guess is the right way but I guess that's the Albany, the upstate New York can be coming out, the Aunt Lena. <laughs> so we have the grandpa room, the Aunt Lena room. Across the hall is the girls' room, which I was just saying is really nice in there. My mom loves the girls' room. Like, I don't know how they were called this. I'm sure maybe when it was my great-grandpa's family that it got named somehow. There's one bathroom in this place with, like, a bathtub, no shower. There's only an outdoor shower. And then there's the maids room, which I wonder if they actually had like maids here. I don't know if like in the olden days, there's the maids room and then the boys room. And growing up, we always stayed in the boys room. There's like two twin beds and a bunk bed in there. Um, the girls room has two twin beds. The maids room has two twin beds. The Lena room has a full bed. And then the grandpa room, which I'm in right now, I think this is a queen bed. Oh my gosh, you can definitely hear Teddy barking now. I think a car is driving by. Hang on. Oh man, you guys, sorry about that. Teddy just barks so much. He is just like fully a guard dog. But I was saying, grandpa room, we have a queen bed, and then there's also a twin bed in here that's like really squishy. It's like a really squishy mattress. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our lake house. And the one thing that I haven't 
even mentioned yet that you're going to be like, what? Oh my gosh. Everything I said, very old school. And also, there's no fresh running water in the house. There's running water, but it's lake water. It just gets pumped in from the lake. And you are going to be like, what? Yesterday, Max and I went to the well and filled up our water bottles. Like, we literally have gallon jugs of water that we walk down the road to the well and fill up our water bottles. Is that crazy or what? Like, it's very old school, but it's just, like, fun. Like, it's just so... I don't know. It feels like we're living in old times. Like, I don't know. It's just so fun. We have a charcoal grill, which um, I know used to just be normal, but now I feel like everyone has gas grills. It's so fun. I swear food tastes better on a char- charcoal grill. Max had never grilled on a charcoal grill before. He was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And normally he's like the grill master. So now he's mastered the charcoal grill and it's so good. And yeah, that's a lot about our lake house. We have a little like rock pathway through the thick forest down to our dock we're actually the only dock i think on our whole lake that has a diving board because um i think we have like the deepest part of the lake and the other parts of the lake are like really shallow towards the shore but ours gets deep enough for diving board so that's a little fun fact something that's fun and yeah i just have like so many memories here growing up i feel like when we were really little lucy and me and our cousin mandy would always be like oh my gosh this place is haunted because it's so old and we would get really scared and convince ourselves that there were ghosts but now i'm just like so comfortable and at peace here like you sleep so well in nature and it's just the best it's been so nice to unplug like i've said a million times i just appreciate it even more i feel like with the hustle and bustle of everyday life and growing up in life being so busy just coming here to unplug and having my soul feel like fulfilled in nature and yeah like we really are out in the country here people and even though now we have cell service you're mainly you know swimming all day like when it's nice out we swim so much we love swimming across the lake we love hiking there's like some hiking trails there's a barn right up the road that we walk to and when we were little we would pick eggs out of the hen's nest and like bring eggs to the farmer like literally we would do that it was so fun we probably still could I miss miss doing that he would give us a bucket and we would um take the eggs out of their uh, little nests we would play in the hay bales there is like a clay tennis court that we play on but there's always like a bunch of mosquitoes over there we have so many family traditions here like swimming across the lake I said is we always have a big like family swim across the lake And don't worry, someone is usually on like a boat paddling across just to make sure everyone's safe and good and if they need like a little break. Um, We always do, I don't know, I feel like this is probably a common thing, but we always make like a 4th of July cake. I guess if we're here for the 4th of July, which I wasn't this year, but it's like the white cake that you have the white frosting and you do blueberries as like the blue part of the flag and then uh, strawberries as like the red stripes and I don't know that's just like something I learned from my family like having fireworks up the road like we have just have so much family here um like my great aunt lives up the road full time and my mom's cousins and yeah I just love it here we have chicken speedies I don't know if that's just like a name we made up or if that's like a thing and you guys have had those too like I feel like I don't know like the line of um this is like a real life thing that everyone experiences or like the, like crushing no one has any idea what you're talking about it's like a your family thing that reminds me of lucy and me growing up we always <laughs> our parents like i guess taught us this way or lucy and i made it up we called um oh i was just about to say it backwards you know chapstick you know like that you put on your lips when your lips are chapped we called kiss kiss so growing up it was always kiss kiss like and my parents would call it kiss kiss and when we were old enough to know better we didn't and we'd be like where's kiss kiss do you have the kiss kiss and i remember in school being like 
like people being like or Lucy and I saying like do you have kiss kiss or where's your kiss kiss and people are like what the heck is kiss kiss so yeah I don't know why I said that I just like forget if this is things these are things that you guys know and have or this is like our family thing but anyway chicken speedies are so yummy they're like these little marinated pieces of chicken that we put on the grill and you can put in like an italian piece of bread or just eat plain oh my god so good um there's a cow field right across the street and i feel like they um rotate the field that the cows are grazing in or whatever but I don't know if they're in this field right now, but it's always really fun if they're in this field and they can come right up to the fence and you can like see the cows. Um, We play so many cards here. We read a lot. We do a lot of puzzles. A card game that Lucy and I would always play with my dad here on the back porch. It's like really sentimental, nostalgic again for me is spades. We would have, it's like a really long going game and we would have any days that are like cloudy, especially rainy or a little cooler, you play cards and puzzles all day. Like yesterday was cool and a little cloudy and Max, my mom, Lucy, and I puzzled all day long because I actually got this puzzle in the mail right before we came here. It was perfect timing from Blue Moon, and I didn't even know I was, like, expecting a package from them, so it was such a fun surprise, and they sent us this Blue Moon puzzle, but the issue with this puzzle, this was, like, expert level here. It was all, like, a light blue background with, like, a Blue Moon can, so the Blue Moon can was really easy, some of the clouds, but it was all, like, a light blue background, so it was so hard. This puzzle literally took us all day, you guys, to try to get all these little blue pieces together because you couldn't do by color. You just had to look for, like, the shapes, and, yeah, that just reminds me how, like, little kind of, like, board games, like, stuff like that is just so much more fun here, and I feel like in normal life back home, it's like, oh, well, why would we do that when we could just, like, watch TV or do this or that, but here it's, like, you were, like, forced to do it, so I don't know. It just is so much fun, and it's just, like, yeah, tradition. There used to be a tennis tournament at one point. I wonder if that still happens. Um, We have other board games, like Clue. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of or played this board game called masterpiece but it's so fun and we literally need to play it like tonight because we haven't yet and I miss that game um it's like with different paintings and I mean now not with the pandemic but coming here with extended family has always been a really fun thing and like really good memories because it's obviously a place that my extended family shares like I said my mom's side of the family so I feel like I'm talking so fast by the way but it's just a place that we can all come together and have good times and good memories so yeah I just wanted to like talk more about my lake house why it means so much and I feel like I'm probably missing things but that's pretty much it and it's just like so fun that it's been in my mom's family for so long and something that I suppose Lucy and Mandy and Randall and I will inherit I mean I'm sure that we will and yeah, I mean, I just, I can be fully honest with you guys, full disclosure, like I keep saying in this episode, when we were younger, I just feel like we didn't appreciate it as much, and you know, when you're little, we're like, oh, we want to like watch TV and be with our friends, and like, why are we at this old lake house, and when we're, when we grow up, we're going to tear it down and like, build a new one and put in some TVs, but now I'm old enough to like recognize how important it is and love it, so I don't know, I just thought that would be fun to talk about my lake house and I guess it is like a big part of me that maybe you guys hadn't known about and it's something that's so special and if you guys have a lake house or a little cottage that's um near and dear to your heart I don't know maybe you can relate so yeah that's just really what I wanted to talk about this week because that's what's going on right now life so far with Brody being at my lake house and just having a really nice little summer with my fam so yeah, that's just what I want to talk about. Sorry, this is like a more personal episode. You guys know I always kind of worry about 
not having an episode that's like providing a bunch of value and teaching you things but I was thinking about it today how this podcast is something that's such an outlet for me and so fun for me and something that I can just talk about like my life and what's going on right now so that's really what I did this week but yeah that's what's going on right now thank you guys so much for listening I love you so so much and I will catch you in my next episode bye one two three four those are numbers but you already knew that if you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader they're really good at numbers AutoTrader